Matt, I'm just not, sh I'm sure I'm not the only one contemplating what you're possible of doing in this very moment we are in now, in now no early November of 2023. There are so many catastrophes and you're very intimately connected with what is happening out and around Gaza, out around Israel, as well as mm -hmm. your own, you've already started connecting with some of the Ukrainian themes in your selections of artists that composers that you're playing. So I don't know if you're uh, you're starting to sort of look around and think about where's where's Matt's moment, where's Matt's place to hoist up atop some rubble and play your heart out in the moment we're in right now. Well, I think with Ukraine that there are two elements for me that yes. that, that really call out right now. One is I just can't help but think of the of the people who live there. And I've come, I have not played yet in Ukraine. I'm supposed to go, I think, this spring to play with the Odessa Philharmonic uh, on a tour throughout Ukraine. So I hope that, the, you know, we can do that safely and, and play around the country. But I'm thinking about the people who, to live under those conditions, to live really in a moment of existential crisis, you know, that they're, they're, they're just trying to survive and feed their families and, and just avoid being killed by, you know, in this, in this war. So that's one aspect of what I'm thinking about over there. And the other aspect is there is such a rich culture to protect and preserve for generation for the next generations. And just, you know, again, it's an existential crisis, you know, the, this, War is about the people, but it's also about Ukrainian history and culture, you know, music and art and literature, and and really taking care of it, preserving it, continuing it, and that aspect of it, I think, is something that I can do immediately. I can I can you know start playing Ukrainian music and acknowledging that it's ukrainian because it's just so it's so it's a very fluid part of the world and a lot especially in soviet times you know it was sort of usurped into this one big umbrella and there's very much a ukrainian identity to to a lot of this culture and and that's that is a low-hanging fruit as far as i'm concerned in terms of what i can do mm -hmm. as, a, as a musician and you know finding finding these works like the thomas de harman that but yes. simply, you know, he wrote so much wonderful music. He's such an important composer. And then we forgot about him for seven decades. And there's, there was no recording of the, of the cello concerto. So that's, that's something that I can do right away. And then, you know, you also go through and you discover things about yourself. And I just learned on my trip to Israel last, a couple of months ago, actually, from my cousins, I was talking to them about, the war in Ukraine, and we were trying to get discuss, you know, where did our grandparents come from exactly? I always thought it was Russia, and they clarified the no. In fact, it was Ukraine that they're from, and and so I I discovered that you know I have this partial personal connect, connection also to this culture, and I was I grew up sort of blurring that line and and the definition. So yeah, I think just being able to go back there and make music for the people and 
give them some sense of normalcy and hope would be wonderful. And I hope, I hope to do that in the next couple of months. But my first priority is to just start to play Silvestrov and, and Thomas Harman and other, other Ukrainian composers. Uh, Nadia Shevchenko, the pianist who's Ukrainian, is introducing me to some more Ukrainian composers. So, so I'm just happy to get to know this repertoire that I didn't know before and, and celebrate Ukraine's contribution. So you, you've actually made a, a seg uh, in your covering all these topics to the artist in residence and the performance with Nadia Chepchenko last night. And as you gave a nod to her, she is a real treasure there at Cal Poly. And you performed, as you were talking about, Valentin Silvestro and Thomas de Hartman. And so I, is there anything as well, some solo pieces from the Primavera Project? So there's the part of the artist in residence and the Primavera Project. Those are two. I'd like you to, to talk about the Primavera Project, including the world premiere of the Israeli composer Atar Arad Aviv's piece. And also, uh, that's the re- world premiere. There was a West Coast premiere of Layel Shaker that you also performed last night. So there's the Primavera Project and there's the Pomona venue for us to begin to hear some of that. Sure, yes. The, the Primavera project is really centered on two paintings, the Sandra Botticelli Primavera painting from 1480 to 90, I think, so several centuries back. And then Charlene von Heil, a painter who shares her time between New York and Marfa, Texas, she created a new Primavera, Primavera 2020, right before the pandemic she finished her painting. And so we're using those two paintings as a springboard for commissions for solo cello. We're commissioning 81 composers. And the way we got to that number is that we started with nine composers. There are nine characters or figures in the paintings. And those nine composers recommend the next composers and so on until we reach 81. And uh, we're more than halfway through. So we're about Primavera 4, the heart is about to be, or even today, I think one or two tracks are <laughs> have been oh. released from that album, and, and it's coming very, very soon. And really, it's open-ended for the composers. They can engage any aspect of the paintings. But the idea is to bridge these centuries and the cycles of history, the cycles of nature, you know, all, all the different themes that go back to Greek mythology and biblical themes. I mean, there's just so many aspects to the paintings and that's that's sort of the gist of the project so built into it of course is an unbelievable diversity mm-hmm. and really kind of my hypothesis has always been this is the golden age of new music there's so many great composers actually that people aren't really aware of and so this kind of pushes me into realms that I'm you know gets me out of my comfort zone in terms of there are certain composers, Philip Glass, other composers that I work with regularly, but this is really expanding that that perspective in terms of working with composers that I've never never worked with before. So yeah, also what you realize in doing a project like this is this kind of expansive scope, which also has a duration. So I mean, it's the commission started in 2020, and now here we are in 2023. The world is going through the convulsions of the 
pandemic and now you know we have the ukraine russia war now the uh tragedies that unfolded in israel and the response to, to that tragedy and so the pieces just keep evolving with what is happening in the world and so in pomona i i was able at the last minute to schedule a world premiere of a fellow Israeli composer, Atar Arad, who's also a legendary violist. He was the violist of the Cleveland Quartet, a really wonderful violist uh, who teaches at Indiana University. And he is on the new album, Primavera for the Heart. And so I was able to give the world premiere yesterday. And mm -hmm. I wanted to also, you know, show our... our heartfelt support and feelings for all the innocents on both sides. And so Leal Shaker is a Palestinian Lebanese composer who rose out of Daniel Barnboim's very special orchestra, the East-West Divan Orchestra that brings together Jews and Arabs, Palestinians, Israelis, Persian, uh, Iranian uh, musicians, uh, just musicians from all over the Middle East and puts them in the same room and makes, you know, they make music together and, and really a role model for what peace looks like down the road and in the future uh, once we get over the, all the horrific events of, of the last weeks. And that's, you know, Lyla wrote a very beautiful piece before Bloom. And so I, I thought it was a natural to, to put that together with Atara Rad's piece, Aviv, which translates to spring in Hebrew. And uh, yeah, and in between them, I, I put a, uh, a piece of Aaron J. Kernis, which was a West Coast premiere. Aaron is a Pulitzer Prize winning composer who teaches at Yale University. And uh, he wrote a piece called Grace, which focuses on the graces, the three graces that are dancing in the, in the paintings. And uh, so I, I thought that was a kind of a good way to balance the, the two more Middle Eastern pieces. And what, what else did I play from Primavera? That might have been, that, those are, I think those are the three pieces. And I, I framed it with the Bach uh, prelude and, and uh, an introduction into Thomas de Hartmann with his La Cobsa, the, uh, these two wonderful folk pieces that he wrote for, for solo cello. In, in 1950, before, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. before Nadia uh, and I played the uh, more epic sonata of Thomas de Hartmann for cello and piano. Epic indeed. And it comes to mind as I hear you searching and everyone with a mind is searching for the right parlance of capturing the moment we're in, the many moments we're in. And so where... We struggle to come up with the correct, with the word choice that is, is authentic, that is respectful. It isn't it, avoiding tone deafness. That the music, when you're thinking, when you're talking about making music together, the music allows us to go in an area where not struggling with semantic words. We are hearing the music universally, and that's the power that's huge service that you're rendering to all of us, Matt. Uh, thank you. I, I, 
I agree with that completely. I think music can take us also to levels of darkness and pain that we can't deal with with words. It's simply unfathomable to to really try to imagine some of these horrors and music allows us to go to some of these places and deal with some of those emotions. We all have to deal with those emotions. We are all in mourning in various ways. And so I think music does have that power and it, we need it. We need, we need music at this, at this moment. So yeah, to have, to have those composers side by side, I think is really, it was very meaningful to me to be able to do that in the moment. And the fact that it came from this, project the primavera project mm-hmm. which we had no clue that we were going to go in that direction with it but it it sort of you, you start to realize how important how relevant a project like that is as we go through events out of, outside of our control well the primavera project is an essential scaffold that it is phenomenal that you knew you started it and are finding that scaffold immense enough to handle the, the burdens of the, the developments, the catastrophes around. Well, congratulations on Primavera Part for the Heart and good luck on continuing to build on the Primavera Project and your recording label. And I'm going to stay tuned with your Odessa venue. I'm going to follow you on Instagram. Others are invited to follow you on Instagram and see how that may be taking shape. And I thank you so very much for the opportunity. I could hear you last night at Cal Poly Pomona. And thank you for your time together on Radio KUCI, Matt. Thank you so much, Claudia. Wonderful to talk to you about all of these important subjects. Thank you. My guest was Matt Heimovitz world-renowned cellist, record label executive, and artist in residence at Cal Poly Pomona.